0: Hey, I'm Robert Pearson and this is Follow the Leader. We are doing another Blue Collar Bible Scholar today. Today we're going over the book of Deuteronomy. This is the last book in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. It's also the last book authored by Moses, uh, because he dies in the end. And it's also, well yeah, the last, Moses also writes one of the Psalms. You look forward, one of the Psalms are written by Moses. Uh, but this is it for books. And uh, it's the last book that makes up what is referred to as the Torah, if you're the, the Jewish type. Um, we, we Christians call it the Pentateuch, the five books. And uh, the, the name Deuteronomy comes from the Greek, means second law. Nomos is law. Uh, Deutero is second uh, if you're familiar with the phrase Deuterocanonical or Deuterocanon, it's the second canon. Not to be confused with the Apocrypha. So, uh, what we have here is a book written by Moses. Again, and this is the book that Moses writes uh, on the cusp of the Promised Land. the The book starts right out with dates and places this is a very historical book. it is largely historical narrative because a lot of the law given is framed as Moses recounting the law that was already given the the information already given to them. this is the the uh, the Moses' last chance to communicate with the nation of Israel they're on the far side of the Jordan they have already conquered the nations and given that patch of land to the half tribe of Manassas and the tribe of Gad and Reuben Uh, if you're looking at a, a map of Israel you've got the coast, you've got a stretch of land and then you have the Jordan River that stretches from the Sea of Galilee to the north all the way down to the Dead Sea in the south the promised land is from that river to the ocean. And the patch of dirt on the far side of that river was given to Manassas, or Manasseh, sorry, the, uh, the half-tribe of Manasseh and to Gad and Reuben. Because they conquered the two kingdoms that already lived there. Because those guys were jerks. Now, it's as they enter this promised land... Moses has some final words to share with them. Uh, brief mentions on authorship. Obviously, I assume Moses is the author because is the one who is said to have authored it. <clears throat> he's the one who is said to have authored it. And the, uh, the traditional author has been Moses. And Jesus refers to this book as having been written by Moses. I'm, gonna, I'm with Jesus. He's my man. I'm not going to argue other perspectives, other authorships, all the higher criticism, nonsense. Jesus. Jesus said Moses wrote it. Moses wrote it. And if Moses wrote it, then we're talking 1400 B.C. sometime. B.C. Not, not any of that common era garbage. Get out of here with that. Alright. So, the quick synopsis of the contents of the book of Deuteronomy, because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, fun trivia. Before we get too far into it, every time Jesus refutes Satan, when he's tempting him out in the desert, uh, every quote Jesus uses is from the book of Deuteronomy. Fun fact. Alright, the basic structure of the book, uh, it starts right off with, Last time on the Pentateuch! It's a recap of all of the stuff that brought them to that moment. The, uh, for the Israelites, starting from, uh, from Exodus. He doesn't go all the way back to Adam. Um, but he just gives a recap from, you were brought out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You went to Mount Sinai and saw God give the law. Then you journeyed through the wilderness to the promised land. And then what is now your parents were idiots got thrown out of the promised land before he even got into it, and then had to wander in the desert for 40 years till they all died of natural causes. Anytime God kills you, it's a natural cause. And so, their children, who were all under the age of 20, except Joshua and Caleb, because they were the two spies that went into Canaan, and said, no, let's take it. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. They... Nobody listened to him. And so everybody under the age of 20 are the only ones who were allowed to survive and come back and inherit the promised land. And uh, Joshua and Caleb are the only exceptions to that. So these are all the entire nation of Israel. Uh, they do a second head count at one point, I think, and the numbers are actually less than they were earlier. And now the, the Israelites are ready to, to go. They're ready to go back into the promised land the first time and uh, take some people out, do what, do what they're supposed to do and get their land. And so the, Moses does a full recap of all the events that led up to them being right there, including stuff that happened yesterday for these people, like taking out uh, Og, king of Bashan, and the, the other guy, I forget right now. And they took out a bunch of the kingdoms on, on that border, and so they're sitting there now just on the other side of the Jordan. There is a lot of repeat. There's a, a full recap of the Ten Commandments. There's a, a long instructional. in a, I think Deuteronomy 5 is the, the Ten Commandments recap. And then uh, 6, 7, and 8 are all about when you get in the land, teach your children. All of this, so you don't have to learn this nonsense over again. We can see they didn't really do that as well as they maybe could have. Uh, but it's it constantly, and you will do this so your children may know, speak about it when you walk in the way. It happens multiple times between uh, chapter 6 and chapter 8. And then as we go on, there's a few other things. And then he gets to what they're supposed to do now. What are they going to do when they get into the land? When you go into the land is the the very forward-looking. Now that we did a recap of where you came from, we we hit up on the main points of the law. What are you going to do? When you get into the land, they are given a list of curses and a list of blesses. Uh, Blessings. Blesses. Bless your heart. So they're given a list of blessings and a list of curses that they are to shout the entire nation of Israel gets split down the middle. God gives, you know, give these tribes stand over here and have these tribes stand over here. And half, the, half of Israel is going to stand on Mount Ebal. Half of Israel is going to stand on Mount Gerizim. These are two mountains that kind of face each other with a valley between them. And once they get in the promised land, they're going to stand there And half of them, everybody standing on Mount Ebal, will yell curses. The list of curses at everybody standing on Mount Gerizim. And everybody standing on Mount Gerizim will... I hit something bad. Alright, and will shout the blessings on the other side. And these are the blessings for obedience and the curses for disobedience. Carrot and stick. God is big on discipline. He punishes you for doing evil and rewards you for doing good. Good stuff. Parenting 101, right? So he wants them to get it stuck in their heads. They want all the kids to remember, oh yeah, I remember mom and dad yelling at each other on the on the mountains like that about you know what are the blessings and curses. They want he wants a big production so you remember. So the whole nation of Israel remembers, rather, what happened. Why are they there? What are they doing? And all of the curses for disobeying God are really terrible, like plagues and sores and miserable stuff. And all the blessings for obeying God are basically you never get sick, you're going to get rich, and everything will be awesome and you'll enjoy life. It'll be great, guys. Guys, it'll be great. Please, Please listen. It's awesome if you listen. And uh, as we go on, there's uh, some more other laws and stuff for them to do when they go into the land. And then we get to the end of the book and uh, there's an appointing now. God chose Joshua to be leader after Moses. He tells Moses, appoint Joshua to be leader after you. And then you're going to go up onto this mountain and die. And Joshua's going to be the one taking over. And so that's the last couple chapters of the book. He appoints Joshua. And there's a little bit of a ceremony. He uh, hands over, uh, appoints Aaron, uh, Aaron's successors. And then Aaron goes up on the mountain and dies. That's also in Numbers. I, I think they, they recap that also in Deuteronomy. I'm not not 100% on the, uh, that detail. So the very last chapter then is Moses' death and he went up onto the mountain and God allowed him to see the promised land from the mountain and Moses died and no one knows where the tomb is to this day that's weird for Moses to have written so that's the end of the book the book ends with Moses' death they're ready to go in the promised land Joshua's in charge now God is still with him and the book of Joshua will pick up there in that exact spot it's a pretty epic saga so, that's the first issue we're going to talk about real quick. Who wrote the last chapter? Uh, why would... What? How can Moses write it if, if he's dead? Well, then the Bible's a lie. God is a lie and everything's, everything's a lie. That's your answer. No, maybe with a little common sense, Moses did a lot of crazy stuff. Maybe God, who already just told him, you're going to go up onto that mountain and then die... He was like, "Oh, cool. Let me finish out this book I'm writing real quick." God's like, "Yeah, of course. I told you to write that." And Moses is like, bop, 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 bop. All right. And then he died. No one knows where he's buried, I guess. And God's like, "Cool. Let's uh, let's get to it, man." Or he just said Joshua is in charge, right? So he just takes the book and is like, "All right, all right, J-town. This is uh, this is where we're at." Here's what I've been doing and uh it's all you man. Take it over. I'm gonna go up on that mountain and die. And Josh was like, Cool. I uh got your back, man. Good good job. As it's not